You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast, and your host today is Evie and Lindsay. But today, I'm your guest, Jai Long, all the way from Australia. Today, we're talking about marketing. So, I wanted to take over this intro because guess what? We're disrupting thought patterns, we're standing out, making something remarkable. And that's what this episode is all about. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, Jai, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. You are amazing. I'm so excited for this conversation. I'm already laughing tears out of my eyes. So we literally, we literally had to mute ourselves almost. Uh, I didn't, but I almost had to when uh, Jai was doing the intro. That was iconic. Iconic. <laughs> Well, you know, I think today we're going to talk a little bit about marketing. And so it's kind of cool to do something a little bit different to to uh, really sort of set the pace for um, maybe thinking a little bit different and what today's going to be all about. Yes. Oh, yes. We love this. Okay. Well, just to start us off for anybody who maybe hasn't heard of you or just, you know, you're new to the, the Heart and Hustle family, please introduce yourself. Tell us what you do and who you are, Jai. All right, heart and hustlers. So my name is Jai Long. I am a wedding photographer. I'm a business coach. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've actually got a whole lot of different things. And one cool thing about my career is I've been able to help so many creative entrepreneurs um, not only make a lot more money from their craft and sort of take it a lot more serious and get confident, but also uh, to make it more enjoyable and really fun. And for me, that's what it's all about. You know, so so often we take business and we think it's we think it's business, and we let go of our playfulness. And really, like I like to bring it back and make it playful, make it fun, think different, uh, get creative, and all that kind of stuff. So that's me in a nutshell. Um, I don't. I really am terrible at elevator pitches because I do so many different things. I do have my own podcast. I've got a property development company. I have a vegan clothing line. I um, host the Wedding Photography Summit. I have the Wedding Photography Summit Awards. Um, I've done a lot and I've been a lot of places. And today I'm excited to talk to you. Wow! That was a perfect elevator pitch. That was <laughs> succinct and memorable. I We might have to ask you some questions at the end of this episode yes. about being a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know. I'm like... Oh, I love talking I, about that. Oh, God. Is it a vegan, a vegan what shop? Clothing? I've got a, a oh. vegan clothing line. Yeah. And we uh, a produce... property developer? Wow. Snaps. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Things. Well, then you truly do have a lot to probably say on marketing. So mm. let's just get straight to that. And then maybe depending on time, we can pivot a little bit into the multi-passionate space. Uh, let's talk about marketing. Let's talk specifically about Instagram and social media marketing. When you, oh. Jai, were first kind of building and marketing your photography business specifically, did you use Instagram and social media? Do you believe in that for photographers? I did, but I used it differently to what most people would think and how okay. how I use it. Can I just take you back a time a little bit? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Before Ooh, Instagram, be, before MySpace. So um, <laughs> well, actually at MySpace time, I had my first business when I was 20 years ago. 
20, 20 years old. So that was 15 years ago now for me. Um, doing the calculations to see how old I am. But <laughs> bef- back then, right, I used to do marketing. So this was my first sort of stepping into marketing. And I used to do marketing where it was like print media. I used to put billboards on the side of the road, literally, like nail up my own billboards. Uh, oh. and I'll get in trouble by the council. But then <laughs> the next day, I'll do another one. Uh, I used to do print flyers. I used to uh, do all that kind of stuff, right? So for me, when social media came out, when Instagram came out, it was kind of like, it was like this wake-up call, and a lot of your listeners wouldn't know this time, but for me, it was like, oh my God, you just gave me the power to reach <laughs> anyone and everyone in the world. And yeah. I can do it without spending any money and at a click of a button, and my voice can be heard. And so the profound effect that it had on me, to this day, I, I sound a little bit old, but to this day, I am still mind-blown. Like I'm not the person that ever complains about algorithm changes or that yeah. Instagram doesn't work and stuff like that. I'm like, man, the power that I have in my pocket today with all the different apps and I get to use them for free, which still blows my mind, is uh, it's invaluable and it helps yeah. so much when you're building a business. So your mindset around social media, it really like, I know a lot of us, we, we tend to take it for granted because it has been around for a long time and we feel like social media should be best serving us. And I, I honestly believe like you've got to thank the social media gods because um, if, you, if you can reach all these people, then all you have to do is you have to actually learn how to use it the best way possible. And, um, and with that, you save a lot of money and you can reach a lot of people and you can expand your business past your small little inner circle, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean when you say like you used it differently than like, can you just like (laughs) expand on that a little bit? Okay. So um, it was actually my partner back in, I think 2012. And she said, Hey, there's this new app. It's called Instagram. And I think you should get on it. And I, and I jumped onto this thing and I was like, oh my God, this thing is incredible. And I was a photographer. I was just starting out as a photographer. So I started sharing photos. But I talked to a lot of wedding photographers back then and they'd always come up with these things of like, oh, do you even make money on that? Like, why would you even bother? Or why are you wasting your time taking photos for Instagram? And there was a lot of resistance. And then obviously those people kind of fell behind and they wished they were more early adopters. But one thing I never did is I never got on Instagram and I never marketed and I never sold because a lot of us, what we do is we get on Instagram and we go like, oh, this is my marketing strategy. But what I did was I was like, this is not my marketing strategy. I'm going to make sure that I have all my other marketing strategies in place. So I'm not building my my business on a house of cards. So if this platform disappears, my business doesn't disappear, but I'm going to use it to create awareness and create a deeper connection with my clients. So that means that instead of using it as marketing, which to me is like, hey guys, I, you know, saying like, I exist, come and sign up to my services. Instead, I created a community and I always concentrated on that. And because of that reason, it actually by default turned into marketing, but from a different place, from a mm-hmm. place of like creating a deep connection and building from my why and letting that spread out opposed to, which is more pool marketing, opposed to push marketing and always talking about my offers, my services and all the things that people need to sign up for or the reason, you know, and it just posting like what everybody else posts just because we think like, hey, they're using it for marketing. They're getting, they're getting clients and so I better do the same thing. So good. Okay, Jai, you just used a term that I think would be really helpful to break down for our listeners. You talked about push and pull marketing. Do you want to explain just a little bit more like what that means? So there's a lot of different types of marketing. Um, One thing I want to say with marketing, like marketing is really fun and it's really playful. It's really creative. And the more that you know about it and you empower yourself to learn about it, the less daunting it is and less hard. So there's a few different types of marketing 
um, styles that you can do. And I like to break off two main ones, which is push marketing and pull marketing. And so push marketing is what you see most people do and it's the least effective marketing. So if you come onto Instagram or if you come onto uh, any platform, say you're running Facebook ads, that's very much, uh, that's interruptive marketing, but it's also push marketing because you're saying, hey, look at me, my name's Jai, I have this service, um, book me, I'm going to give you a discount. Um, this is where I can travel. This is This is what I do. This is what I offer. And it's pushing it in front of people that don't even, one, know what your services are, two, know who you are, three, even care what you do, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to uh, interrupt them in their daily lives and we're trying to push something onto them without them even knowing about it. So pool marketing is the opposite. Pool marketing is, it's kind of like when you go to a party and you walk into the room and you see there's one person, guy or girl or whoever it is, and they're in the corner and for some reason they look like they're having a good time and everyone gravitates towards them. They want to listen to their stories. They want to have a drink with them. They want to be seen with them. A lot of the times we see these people as like maybe the alpha person. And we don't know why are we so drawn to them and their passion. But what they're doing is they, they're pulling people to them like a magnet. Now imagine if you did this on social media. Social media is social. So it's a party. If you have 50,000 followers, you've got 50,000 people at your party. You're very popular on the block. And so to pull people in, instead of standing there, it's just been an infomercial and just selling, selling, selling. Imagine if you were that person that gave value and you listened and you responded and you um, interacted in a way where you created a community and you had a deeper connection and there was a reason, people could see your why and they gravitated towards you because they got all that from that interaction, more so than when you sold. Then the cool news is, at the end of it, you could say, hey, if anyone, you know, I, you know, I actually do this as a job. You know, I am a business coach. You know, I am a wedding photographer. If you'd like to take this, uh, that conversation into another room, I've got a website, like I have a landing page, I have somewhere else we can go and we can continue on that conversation. So mm-hmm. it's like taking someone into another room and having that private discussion if someone wants to go, go further on something that not everyone else wants to go on to. So to me, push and pull marketing is very much that. It's like creating so much value that people can't not take notice of you. Mm-hmm. So freaking good. Wow. Okay. Yes. Jan. Oh, Evie, Evie, <laughs> I, have, have I just like have a, a quick follow-up question to that, Jai, yes. because you said when you first got on Instagram, you were very much focused on the pull marketing, which is so good. I think yeah. it's very much... Lindsay and I are mega fans of pull marketing. And especially when we started Instagram, I feel like we were in the same boat. We were just inviting people into the community. But my question for you right now with where social media is, where you're at in your business, what would you say to a listener who's listening to this right now who's like, okay, I need more clients. I need, you know, to grow my business. Should they focus on the pull marketing or the push marketing or a mixture of both? Like what would you suggest to someone wanting to really like grow and take their business to new people and get new sales, new bookings, whatever? So I think it's um, important to go back to square one and realize what you're, what you're passionate about and what your why is. Because a lot of us, we, we get... What happens is if you're not thriving and you're just going to survive mode, then your business will actually start declining because you will start getting desperate and you'll start doing the marketing that doesn't actually work in an attempt to try and get in more leads and things like that. 
But really, like if you think about it at a basic level, and I said business is fun, right? If you think about it at a basic level, all you really need is more friends. So the way I look at it, I'm like, I need more friends. How can I attract more people and help more people? In this world, if you are a giver, you're going to receive so much more. Now, I want to give you a few examples. Like when you give something, you become invaluable to people. If you become invaluable to people, people can't not take notice of you. Now, if that person changed their strategy and they started going like, okay, what I'm going to do is start pushing, you're probably going to push people away in attempt to try and pull them in. So I do believe like with your inner circle, like the first people that I always market towards is I get really strong with my why and what what my drive is or, or the reason why I'm here. For example, if I'm a wedding photographer, I'm like, I want to make fun photography affordable for all the crazy people that want to get have elopements you know, in my area. So now I have like a strong why and if anybody else is like, oh man, I resonate with that. I want to get married and I want it to be really enjoyable. I want it to be really fun. And they're going to come to me because I keep pushing out my message of what it's all about. So I do believe like if you want to get more inquiries right now, simple. You just need to work out how to make more friends. Make more mm-hmm. friends in real life, make more friends online, however it is. But it's insanely important to put in um, that work. And like you hear a lot of um, really successful Coaches talk about this like in business is called um, success tax. So success mm. tax is like the tax you got to pay by doing the hard work to get the success that you want. And if you want the success that other people don't have, you're going to have to do the things that the, your competitors won't do. And a lot of people won't get offline. A lot of people won't spend more time creating value because they come from a scarcity mindset where they're thinking they're giving too much or they don't want to help their competition or they don't want to... You know, there's there's just a bag full of things that stops us from from giving wholeheartedly and not expecting anything in return. Hot dog! That was a lot of. <laughs> That's just one soundbite after the other. Giant! Wow. Okay. <laughs> Woo! We're getting cozy. All right. This is good. Um, I feel free to just stop me because I can just talk and talk. <laughs> I don't want to stop you, and I won't stop you for our listeners' benefit. Uh, my question is when. You were talking about Instagram at the beginning. You said you use Instagram as like a pull to like join your party and then you funneled them into your other marketing strategies. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I would love to kind of navigate the conversation is I think a lot of people, especially beginners, focus solely on Instagram. And I think they do or they think they have to do that push marketing that you're talking about, which is, oh, marketing on social media, quote unquote, has to mean... I have to sell my my offers or my services on the app itself. And I love that you broke that down just kind of into the push-pull marketing of like, hey, this is the party. This is where you get people to like be interested in you, come to your party, like you, all of that, and then push them towards, you know, everything else. What could you, for like a noob that's listening, break down what you mean by everything else? Maybe that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, everything else. I mean, there's... So I, I teach this thing called like a, a lead a day marketing. Um, it's a lead a day strategy and I think it's insanely important. So right now, if you're at home and you've got a piece of paper in front of you uh, or if you don't come back to this and get out a piece of paper, but what I want you to do is I want you just to draw like a simple circle in the middle of your page and I want you to write down like just you. So if it's your ecosystem or if it's your business, like write that down in the middle And then what I want you to do is every single day, like just draw some legs out of that circle. And every day, how could you get a lead from a different source? So for instance, if you got a lead 
um, from Instagram, one lead per week, like that's awesome. So you're off to a flying start. But how could you get, and I always just do this on five days a week, so it's just my working week, but how could I get one more lead? So maybe it's from a venue or one more lead, maybe it's from a Facebook ad, I don't know. One more lead, maybe it's from a referral. Like one more lead, maybe it's from Pinterest. One more lead, maybe it's from Google. One more lead, like whatever it is. So if you just get one lead per day from a different source, it means if Instagram did die, it means you still got four leads and you can still hustle. You can still do some other things. So this mm-hmm. does take a little while, but if you start thinking like this, you start um, taking control of your actual business and not building on a house of cards in a sense of like if one thing stops tomorrow, which you know it will, everything changes, the algorithm changes, this is this is all in your control because you know you, you need to expect it to change. Mm-hmm. Now with that, it means that you're going to be empowered to think, okay, so what do I need to do today to make sure that I do get a lead from somewhere. So I, I encourage you, if you are a wedding photographer, for instance, um, I want you to get into your car and I want you to drive out to a venue and I want you to make a new friend. And it could be the wedding planner there or it could be someone else. I want you to, to go and organize maybe a meeting with a bunch of other wedding photographers. I want you to have some fun with them. You're not there to network, you're there to make some friends. And so the bigger that your friend network is, the more people know that you exist, the more people by default are going to know what your services are anyway without you pushing them the services onto them and your business will start growing and flourishing. Mm. Oh my Lord, this is so good. Jai, <laughs> this is so good. I can see people's brains just like blowing up out of mind blownness. That what didn't make sense. <laughs> I love that. You I get what that. I'm saying? Lindsay, I yes. love that you're prioritizing connection over like what the quote unquote word that everyone uses is networking. And I yeah, think, not networking. I think <laughs> right. But I think so many people are afraid to even well, network or make it like they're afraid to like get okay, out and like actually. Tips? Oh, yes. please do. Please do. I'm going to cut you off on this because I do know, like out of all my years of mentoring, I do know most people hold themselves back from the fear of rejection. Now, let's break that down. A fear of rejection. I want to say to you, if you went to one person, let's, let's say one photographer and ask if you could be a second shooter for them, or you went to one venue and asked if you could be on their recommended vendor list and they said no. And then if you stopped yourself in your tracks, it simply means, and this is some harsh love, but it simply means that your goals weren't important enough to you. To be stopped by one rejection, it means they weren't deep enough. Your why wasn't deep enough and you need to go back to step one because Mm. you have to expect rejection and if it's not happening, then you need to go out there and find rejection. When you come from that place and you know that rejection is coming and you not only expect it but you welcome it, it means now you're looking for it. Now, for instance, if I wanted to get on this podcast, this podcast is an incredible podcast. And if I was scared of rejection from, you know, from you guys, then I wouldn't reach out. But mm-hmm. I know it's I have a small chance I could even get on this podcast. And so it's important for me to look for that rejection. And I say, oh, I could get rejected. That's important for my growth. So that means I'm going to reach out to you and I'm going to ask if I can be on your podcast. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So if yes. we welcome it and change our mindset, it means if you want to get on a recommended vendor list, like I want you to get rejected nine times, maybe then 10, and I want you to be still showing up on 11 and then 12. And guess what? On 13 is where all the magic happens. And you know this, if you do push-ups and you do 10 push-ups, like out of the last three push-ups is when you're going to get all the growth. But if you did 11, more than what's expected of you, and then 12 and 13, man, you're going to grow results so quickly. So good. I think it's so important too, 
like Jai with talking about just, you know, our fear of rejection, our fear of, you know, all of that. I think there's also an element in a lot of entrepreneurs and, and especially like in the beginning stages, it's very easy to feel like a no is a personalized rejection as if that's like, oh, because this person said no, therefore that means I am not qualified. I'm not good enough. I will never make, like we take it as if it's like a personal thing. Like they hated me. I suck. I'm terrible. Like Mm -hmm. it sometimes is just not the right fit for that person at that season or, you know, whatever. And to learn to not take rejections as a personalized like reflection of your worth, I think is the other thing with like, Putting yourself out there. Yeah, it's like you got to remove yourself from that equation and stop thinking it's all about you sometimes. Well, if we do think about it like that, it's um, remember if you go up to someone and say, hey, I'd like to be on your recommended vendor list and they say no, you have to realize like it makes sense for them to say no. Like I'm glad you said no because I am just a random person off the street and I did just come up to you and it was was cold. You don't know who I am. So you do need to create rapport. And so this Mm -hmm. is not about marketing. This is about sales, which is a completely different subject. But rapport means you're going to go up and you're going to... The first interaction is like saying, hey, would I? can I be on your recommended vendor list? They say no. You say, awesome. Now they know who I am. I'm going to be back next week. And so <laughs> now, of course, they're going to say no. It's not you. It's just the fact that people don't trust you know, strangers and everyone's always skeptical. But now you've broken down that barrier and now you can take things to another level and you can make more friends. <laughs> So good. Amazing. So freaking good. I have just a, like a quick personal story I want to throw out there for the yes, listeners, I which I, I know I've shared before, but when I was first getting started into the wedding photography industry, so I'd been shooting on my own for like a couple of years and I really wanted to break into weddings. I was at a friend's wedding and a f- wedding photographer that I followed was shooting the wedding. And I went up to her super bold. I was this, oh gosh, 17-year-old, I think, maybe 18 at that point. Um, And I went up to her and I was like, hey, Sarah, I love your work. I followed you. Like, I would love to second shoot with you. I'd love to shadow you, whatever I could do. And she was like, oh, thank you. I always shoot alone, but like, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, could I take you out for coffee? Could I, you know, just have a conversation with you? She's like, sure. You know, here, here's my number. We'll, we'll connect later. And I was like, great. And it was a, like a direct, she's like, no, I don't do that. Like you can never shadow me. I was like, okay. I didn't take it personally. And then a week later, I get a text from her and she's like, hey, I'm actually eight months pregnant. And like, which I, I knew, but she was like, I'm realizing carrying around all my gear at weddings is tough. Would you want to come to a wedding in a couple of weeks and like be my gopher basically, like my pack mule? And I was like, heck yes, I'm there. And it was my first like shadow of a wedding. But it was that moment of like, I just walked up to a photographer at a wedding, asked if I could second shoot slash shadow her. And it ended up opening the door, which then opened doors to like, other second shootings and everything. But it was a moment where I put myself out there. I got a no, didn't take it personally, still reached Mm -hmm. out to her and it opened a door. So I just thought of that when you were talking, Jai, and I thought it could be a good personal story to throw in there. Evie, that's so good. I love how that works, you know? (laughs) I love it. It's like you just, you have to get out of your own comfort zone and put yourself into the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's where all the growth is. Mm. I love it. Okay, well, Jai, you mentioned you were like breaking down, you know, a lead a day method Mm -hmm. and getting, you know, all of these other opportunities basically so that you're not building on a house of cards. Could you break down for our listeners who are like, okay, well, I've literally only focused on Instagram or I've only ever thought about Instagram as I'm starting my business or whatever. Do you want to break down some of the best 
platforms, in your opinion, for like a photographer to focus on, even if that's like in person or Pinterest or Google? Like, do you have thoughts of this is the direction you should go? Okay, so I would love for you to get out a piece of paper once again. If you know me, I just love pieces of paper, obviously. I've got them everywhere. <laughs> We're about it. What's what's really important, right, is what we what we do, and this just comes over and over and over, is like we like to be the same as everybody else. So we're herd and like we're herd animals. We love to be the same. We love to fit in. And so with marketing, it goes against human nature because you need to stand out. It's completely the opposite, right? It's like it's like going to the line and saying like, hey, I'm over here. The reason being <laughs> like we hate marketing is because we don't like to be standing out in front of everybody else, which means we could be judged, which means we could fail in front of people, which means people can make up their minds about us. So we do everything in our power to make sure that we fit in. And when we fit in, we become unremarkable. We become average and the same as everybody else, which is cool but you're probably going to get the results that everybody else gets, which to be honest, 95% of people have pretty average results. So if you're happy to be there, that's totally fine. But if you do want to you know, get more obsessed over your business and over your goals, like what I would do is I would be looking at how could I become remarkable? How could I completely stand out? And I know this for sure right now, wherever you are, what you're looking at is you're looking at what other people are doing, but you're not looking what other people are not doing. Now, for instance, if I am a business coach and I, and I look over at Lindsay and I'm like, oh man, Lindsay's a business coach and she's got so many followers on Instagram. Like, oh, I can't believe she's killing it. Maybe I should jump on and, and copy her Instagram you know, strategy because then I will get her followers. No, probably what will happen is like she will probably become more average as a other people are copying her, but my stuff is just going to be a second-rate version of her stuff. But what I could do is I could have a look at, see what Lindsay's doing, and then I could have a look at what she's not doing. Jump on Google and see, if she, does she rank in Google? Have a look at Pinterest. Is she using that? Have a look on podcasts. Has she got a podcast? Yes, she does. Have a look on YouTube. Has she got a YouTube? Mm. Have a look on LinkedIn. Is she on LinkedIn? Oh, okay. And then what I will do is, because every wedding photographer does this, they look at the person with the most followers in their area and go, oh my God, the market's saturated. But the person with the most followers spends all their time on Instagram. So have a look at what they're not doing because your clients are on Pinterest. They're they're even on LinkedIn. They're literally everywhere. They're on TikTok. They're on all these other platforms. So you're going to be able to really quickly when you get onto Google and just do some research and look at what all the people around you are doing. And what you want to do is you want to fit in where they are not because what you're doing is you're not trying to compete, you're trying to make your competition irrelevant. Now, when you compete, you're competing and usually that means you're going to be competing on price and a whole bunch of other things and you're going to lose. Hopefully, um, like the worst thing you could be is number two, you know? So you don't want to be doing that. But if you make everyone else irrelevant, that means you win the game. Now, for instance, if Lindsay, she has, if I have a lot of podcast listeners on my podcast, but if Lindsay, she has the um, strong YouTube channel and everyone's listening to her and watching her YouTube, it doesn't matter how many people listen to my podcast because to the people on YouTube, she's the only coach that exists on the planet. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? And so because Lindsay, I don't know if you're on YouTube, or not, but because you are there and you're showing up with value, it actually doesn't matter how many other people become your competition. Because once people have an idea in their head, they can't let it go. And that's why someone will buy a Ferrari over a house or something like that. They'll go to Lindsay and they go, I, I know Jai's cheaper. And I know that person is smarter. And I know that person has more followers, but I have to go back to Lindsay. And I don't know what it is, 
but I need to go back to her. And it's because she did pool marketing and she gave value. She gave away all the secrets. You trusted her. Um, you had a deeper connection. And so no one else can even compete or compare. I love this. I'm also just subtly chuckling, chuckling and being like, are you calling Lindsay expensive and dumb? I'm just, I'm oh, no. totally Please call uh, me that. I shouldn't have used you as an example, but I was, I was kind no, of just no. trying, I was just thinking like, how can I use this as a real world example for, you know. No, I'm brilliant. I love this. This is brilliant. I just threw you under the bus. <laughs> I'm about okay. it. I'm not on, well, I'm technically on YouTube, but it's like me and my husband just doing stupid stuff. It's not like value. <laughs> Yeah, but that creates connection, you know? So, like, mm-hmm, I'm not doing that true. with my husband, so it's completely different. <laughs> Argue. Okay, that's true. Fair, fair point. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Okay, I love this. Uh, I have a follow-up question. What is, like, if you could go back to the beginning, uh, you do many things. So let's go back to, like, the beginning of your photography business. If you could go back and if you could place yourself there, but uh, yeah. but have, like, Jai now speak to, like, young Jai, what Ooh. would be one marketing principle that you wish young Jai would have known when he was first starting? It's really hard for me with this question because I'm a manol... What, how do you say the word? A manol... Man, manol oh, I can't say the word. I'm different to everybody else and I don't, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense because I don't actually have any regrets when it comes to those things. Like I actually... Uh, and it's hard and, and it sounds egotistical for me to say, but I did all the right things. Like I failed when I needed to fail. And mm-hmm. all the things that I did when I first started, if I didn't do them and if I didn't do them the hard way like I did... I wouldn't be where I am today, I don't believe. And so it was a school of hard knocks for me. But like, man, like there's a lot of things that I failed on and I lost a lot of money on ads and I lost a lot of money of campaigns. And I'm like, man, I'm glad I I just paid that success tax. And so what I would say to the listeners out there is like, be confident in yourself and allow yourself to experiment, allow yourself to fail. Because if you don't do that, it's like trying to play the game, getting out there in the field, but you're only going to play the game if you win. And now, that's just like a sore loser. Like who, mm-hmm. who wants to be that person, right? That's not fun. That's not a fun life. So get out and like on the field, not because you want to win, but because you want to play the game. You want to get dirty. Mm-hmm. You want to get muddy. You want to train. You want to self-develop. You want to get better. And that's what will happen when you go out there and experiment. Now, one thing with marketing, obviously, the more that you do what everyone else is doing, it dilutes. And so that's why marketing and the trends change so quickly and you see it over and over and over. But if you're in the tail end of something, it's usually it's, it's done and it's outdated. So by the time someone's teaching you marketing, the chances are like it's already gone, right? So you do need to, if you want to innovate marketing, you need to go out there and trailblaze and actually try something for yourself and go, oh man, I've actually, I tried this new feature on Instagram before everybody else and this is the results I got and it blew up. So I'm going to keep doing this until I don't get those results again and I'm going to be on the hunt for the next thing. I think that's just a really playful and an important space to be, especially mm-hmm. when you first start. I think that's also so good in just keeping your perspective of instead of, because I think there's such a victim mentality in marketing, especially when it comes to like Instagram, like you were saying earlier, Jai, of like, you know, you've always had this sense of like awe and wonder over Instagram instead of complaining about the algorithm. I think there really is like a victim mentality around like, oh, the algorithm changed again. Oh my gosh, what's up with Instagram? There's a new thing. Like I put out the same real like concept that I did last week and it has like zero views. I'm just over that. Like there's this mentality of just like frustration mm. when it comes and, to marketing. Uh, of course, you got, you got to um, acknowledge the frustration. Like it's a real yes. thing for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think recognizing, you know, the difficulty or the challenges 
And, you know, it can be so frustrating at times, but I think your perspective of, okay, why don't you just relax and know that like (laughs) sometimes in the game of, you know, whatever, soccer, football, rugby, whatever you want to say, like you're going to get pummeled to the ground and get a little dirty and a little scraped up, but like you get to get back up and try again and like go at it again. And it's just part of the process and constantly learning for and looking for new ways to evolve your marketing and then try new things and have fun with it. I think that's just one of the biggest things. Yeah, it changes it. (laughs) (laughs) It is really does. Would you guys agree? Because honestly, I I just looked at all both of your Instagram accounts and I'm sorry, I actually didn't follow you until today because I keep my blinkers (laughs) on. I I don't like to look at other, you know, inputs sort of thing. And the first thing I did is I looked at both your accounts and I was like, oh my God, these girls are having fun. That's actually why I followed you too because I was like, if it's just all serious (laughs) stuff, like I'm just not attracted to it, but I'm so attracted to your fun. And I'm like... If I was at a party and these two girls were there, I would want to be trying to get myself into a room so I can have a conversation. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm there, you know what I mean? And so yep. that to me means like your marketing is so good without even knowing it because you're drawing in the right people and you're doing it simply by being yourself and showing people that you can have fun. Yeah, yeah. I think if I like look back to... I love that we're talking about this because truly, if I look back at like, I just had a coaching call today, which is why this is fresh in my mind because I was just telling her this. But if I could dial it down to like one thing of why I grew successful, especially at photography to begin with, it like you could chalk it up. Oh, I had a feature here. Oh, like, okay, I shot a famous person here. Sure, like whatever. But I think it was truly that I showed up like, as a hundred percent me and like had fun. And then Evie, yes. you were doing the same. And yeah. like when we combined with the heart, I think that just, that makes me happy that you can see that visually. That we're still doing it like yeah. years oh, later. Man, you can see it. That's the thing, you know, like you, you can see it and you can feel it. Like you can see the mm-hmm. passion and you can see the, the motive. And so that's yeah. really, really important. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's just at the core of marketing, Jai. And like what I'm hearing yeah. you kind of repeat as well is just like, what's your why? Like, are yeah. you in this just to, you know, make a buck, which isn't a bad thing. That's there's that's not an evil to try to make money. But at the yeah. same time, like you are going to stand out when your desire runs even deeper than just another booking, another date on the calendar or another, you know, deposit in the bank. Like that's those aren't totally. bad things. But when your goal is to have a lot of fun with what you're doing, to love what you're doing and to connect with other people and build like relationships and and lasting impact in both ways, you know, to you, you to them and them to you, that's going to stand out and draw people in so much more than mm. just being like, hey, I'm a great photographer. Check out my great work. Like, sure, you'll get bookings from that. But when well, you're like, hey, I'm goofing off, they're going to be like, I'm here from <laughs> beginning to end. <laughs> hey, I would love to um just share like a couple little things with this because I've noticed lately, especially during the pandemic, I've been, I've actually been like coaching thousands of people. It's been wild. And so there's been a few things that keep coming up. And I don't know if you guys believe the same thing. And I sometimes I hate saying something that's like opposite to what you would maybe your own beliefs, but I actually believe people should work for free. And so that's been my belief system from day one, right? And one of the reasons being is because I always say like, hey, if you're not willing to do it for free, you probably shouldn't do it. No, that's, mm. a, that's a starting thing. So if I'm here on this podcast right now and I fucking love, I don't know if I can swear, but I love being here talking to you guys, right? So I love that and I, and I want to do it and I want to do it for free. And it got me out of bed so early because I'm like, I'm going to go do this thing. 
Now, you could probably <laughs> hear in my voice. <laughs> yeah, you can probably hear in my voice right now that I'm excited and I'm happy. And so it's going to draw people in. So if someone's struggling right now and they're just not getting any bookings and, you know, when if they join one of my programs or something, the first thing I say, and some people hate it, and I say, I want you to go out there and I want you to do some stuff for free. Now, mm-hmm. a few different reasons. One is you've, you're tracking the wrong measurement. What we do is we start out and then we realize we need some money and then we hear a couple of educators that say, charge what you're worth and then we get confused on what we're worth and then we <laughs> overvalue uh, ourselves because we haven't actually done anything and then we won't drop our prices or we won't do anything for free no matter how good the job is and then we're de- devastated that no one's paying us and then it starts going downhill and you've got no clients, right? And for me, I'm like, man, I'm ruthless. I'm like, hey, if I'm undercutting the market, I'm undercutting the market. I don't care. Like I will do whatever it takes for my dreams because they're so deep. And if I'm going out there and I'm shooting a wedding, if I want to do it for free, I'm doing it for free. And that's what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show the world. I'm going to tell the world that I'm doing it for free. I'm going to show what I'm doing um, because I love it so much that I would wake up in the morning and I would, and I still do today, I still shoot weddings for free and I still do mentoring for free and I still do everything, you know, because it, it's a reality check for me to make sure that I'm on the right path. Now, if you show up like that, like take it back and then just go out there and book, you know, fill up your calendar. So it's, so right now you might say like, oh, my calendar's not full because I've got no bookings and it's because of Instagram. I would say no, it's actually probably because you're in, you're tracking the wrong thing. You're thinking money, right? Fill up your calendar with styled shoots, with free shoots, with going out and meeting people, with wasting your time, with getting creative, with having some fun, with playing the game. Fill up your calendar until it's so full that every day you wake up and you have to go to work. And even if you're not making money, you weren't anyway. It doesn't make any difference. (laughs) But at least now you're getting momentum and at least now you actually are worth something because people, Mm -hmm. they go, oh my God, who goes to the cafe with no lineup? Nobody. (laughs) Who goes to the cafe and lines up with the giant lineup? Everybody. Why? Because, oh my God, they must be good. They're busy. Like, I just, I can't miss out. I'm going to go and line up for 45 minutes. And you need to be that cafe. So I honestly Mm -hmm. say, if you want to turn your business around, like fill up your calendar, three months worth of work, Go and create as much as you can and go back to creating because you love creating, not because you're looking for more sales. So I love this and good. So much. <laughs> well, also what that does is when you're active and like doing things, that shows other people, even if it's free, that's showing yeah. other people that you're doing it and that's going to make them want to book you. It's it's the line Definitely. of the cafe. <laughs> Definitely. Like my whole career, I started my whole career with like, I shot as many weddings as I could for free and I told everyone, I'm like, shooting free weddings, like get me to America, let's do this. And I went to America <laughs> and I shot some weddings. It cost me all my money. But um, at the end of that financial year, the first financial year I was in business and I, and I didn't know how to use my camera and I made six figures and it was because I didn't even realize that people started paying me because I was just busy doing it anyway. I'll do it regardless Mm -hmm. of what their budget was. I'll do it regardless of what any of the elements were or if I had the right camera or the right gear or if I had to pay for that stuff and it cost me money to shoot, I would be doing it because it was an investment in myself and it was worth every single dollar. I love this. I think it's so important too for photographers to hear, you know, that I guess any entrepreneur that doing free work does is not like a a negative thing. It's not a backtrack or like a, a backsliding. Like, oh, you've really let yourself go. You're going downhill now. Like, doing free work is a great way. A to have that reality check and that, you know, that heart check of, am I still doing this for the right reasons? Am I still, you know, loving this? But I also think, especially as creatives, and Jai, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. 
Like it is so important for us to have opportunities to, to create purely for the joy of creating, to try yes. new things, to get really risky, to, to step play. outside of our, yeah, <laughs> our comfort zones. And I think there is sometimes like a little pressure when you have, you know, a client who's invested a decent chunk in you that you have to deliver quality work, you know, and so there's that pressure. Mm. But the times when you just do shoots for free, you don't have that same pressure. You can get crazy. You can try new things. You can have fun. And hey, maybe five, 10 photos will turn out that you're like, those are really good. But you still had the chance to like get crazy and try new things. And I think regardless of where you are in your business journey, that's such a key takeaway. Yeah, if you've been doing it for a long time and you're feeling burnt out, like go back to this. Yep. No, I'm literally, I'm part of the reason I'm like saying that is because I was just telling Lindsay a couple weeks ago, I was like, I plan to schedule multiple free shoots in the next, like the spring, just yes. because I'm just dying to create again for the sake of creating. And I'm like, I don't want, like, I'm still getting bookings. I'm like, I'm fine on that front. I just want to create, like try new things. I want to get edgy. I want to step outside of my comfort zone and I just want to have fun with it. And it's, like I've been doing it for years. It doesn't matter. It's just the time to create and have fun no matter well, where you are. Especially I feel like when you're doing it for so long as a paid, like, yeah. it, like if you're, yes. if your love and your, your desire, a hobby, whatever turns into your income and then it's just your into income. I think, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The grind it, like it turns into something that you almost could harbor resentment against. And you mm. almost have to bring that joy back into it. Mm-hmm. And that love, like I literally just did my, my friends, uh, uh, what's that called? Baby announcement. Like it was just a couple session basically, but like we held the sonogram up and I was, I asked her, I was like, Hey, can I take your photos? And she was like, wait, what? And, <laughs> what? Like, I mean, she's a friend and I was like, yeah, I just want to do it. It's fun. And she was like, Oh wow. And she told a friend and the friend was like the friend that I was doing, uh, had told a friend and the other friend <laughs> I'm saying that way. Too <laughs> Calling all entrepreneurs. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. And this isn't your traditional boring corporate like conference either. I mean, do you even know Evie and I? <laughs> yes, the Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business all while having the friggin' best time of your life. So get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. All right, we have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of Freaking Story Brand. Like, yes. Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love, speak to the heart of your ideal client, nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud, connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties, receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education, dance your pants off at our heart dance party, and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know 
Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be good. (laughs) If you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. If you're enjoying what you're getting in this podcast for free, then you're about to get your mind blown with what we offer in our educational courses. If you're ready to uplevel your business, serve your clients like never before, and reach revenue goals that you barely dared to dream of, then we're ready to help. Our courses are packed full of tools, formulas, strategies, and resources to help you kick freaking butt in biz. Whether you choose the photo major, a complete course for photographers, or the content photo minor, a mini course on how to finally slay your content photos for your blog, Insta, headshots, whatever, you will walk away with more knowledge than you ever thought possible. And here's the reality. We are here to see you succeed always and forever. And that is why we created each and every one of these courses. To check them out for yourself, read the reviews and look at each course syllabus, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. She was like, she must be bored. And I was like, yeah, you could argue I'm bored. Like I want to like play around. Yes. I want to like have fun again with like just, get bored, just exactly yeah. whatever you said. Yeah. Get bored, get weird, get fun. I would love to give you two really cool examples actually from my own career in the last 12 months. So sort of yes. just to frame this, like I yes. am uh, a multi seven figure business owner at the moment, which is really like, I'm so blessed, so fortunate that I've got that many clients and that much stuff coming in uh, and yes. a big team and everything, right? Like it's just, it blows my mind, not lost on me. And so at the end of last year, man, I was doing like, because of the pandemic and everything, I was doing back-to-back mentoring and I was hustling, hustling. And I get paid, you know, good money for these mentoring sessions and everything. And I just got so burnt out. And so around about like, I think September, October came around and I made an announcement to my community because I only do it inside like my, my actual community. Uh, and it's still too busy. And I just said to everybody, I'm not doing any more mentoring. I'll open it up next year, but I'm just doing no more. Now, what I did was I didn't actually take off mentoring, but I, I swapped it. I swapped it for all my paid mentoring and I started just mentoring for free. So people could still book in, but then I just wasn't charging them. Now, you would argue and say, like, wouldn't you get more burnt out? But the funny thing is, I just wanted to go back and say, like, hey, do I actually want to do this? I want to know that for, for starters. And the second thing is just to see my students light up when I'm sitting there using my time to, like, into their business. It, it was, like, brought back my joy because I wasn't no longer just, like, you know, going, like, oh, here's another um, chunk of change. Here's another chunk of change. Like, sweet, stick it on the pile. Like, that didn't bring me any happiness. And I'm, like, oh, who does business like this? This ain't fun. Mm-hmm. And so for the last, like, I think three, four months, I've just been mentoring for free and it's been so fulfilling for me and I'm, like, Oh my God. Another thing I want to say on that, like how crazy is this? Like I do more free mentoring than almost anyone I know. I do more insanely cheap workshops than anyone I know. And then you would think I would be broke, but I make more money than anyone I know, which which is when I say you got to be a giver, it's a completely different way of thinking. Now, the second time I ran this wedding photography summit like uh, a few months ago and we had about, I think we had like six to 8,000 people come. And I just made a thing where I got a team together and I said, look, I'm going to pay you guys and I want to create a book, like an actual diary for this workshop that I'm selling for $7. And I, for the first 3,000 people that sign up, I want to send them um, express shipping, a free diary. And everyone, all my team were like, dude, you're crazy. Why would you be doing this? You're literally paying out of your own money, like six figures. (laughs) Uh, It makes no sense. 
And the thing is, the funny thing is like, you know, these are all employees that are telling me that. I'm like, I'm the visionary, I'm the entrepreneur and what I do know is the more that I give, the more I can receive, the more I'm willing to give and do for free, the more fun business becomes, the more I challenge myself because I have to try and work out how can I make that money back, the more joy I bring to people. Um, the knock-on effect is absolutely huge. And so for me, it was so important and it cost me so much money to send out those books. But when I got people and they're like sharing on Instagram and they're thanking me and stuff, I was like, man, this, this is what business is about. You can do business so fun and thrive and make money and help everybody. And to me, it's just like a win, 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 win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I love just the the rewiring our thinking, shaking up what yeah. so much of us are used to of like, oh. I mean, that's what he said in the intro. Yeah. That was it. Let's disrupt things. <laughs> it's so good. I think just that, you know, thinking outside of the box, like what, what matches your, you know, your core values, your, your belief, your heart behind why you're doing what you're doing. Like those diaries to you were important and it mattered and you wanted yeah. to give and you knew that it would come back and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, you know, taking a risk here. And it. yes, on paper, it doesn't make sense, but I know this is aligned with what I want. This works, you know, I'm, I'm going to try it. And I'm sure that came back in really powerful ways just oh, from your did. taking a risk. Well, I'd actually love to give an, uh, like a, um, a practical example of what we can all do right now as well. I don't know if you heard this, but you, everybody has an anchor word that they like to use. Um, so mine for me is exciting. And when I use the word exciting, my my wife almost, she always like says, please stop saying that. You're always, everything's exciting, <laughs> right? I wake up in the morning, honestly, and I'm like, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going on a podcast today. I'm going for a walk. I'm, I'm going to the gym. I just bought a new car. I'm excited. You know, so I'm excited about things. And so with that, like, I can actually write down that word. And when I look at that word and when I say that word, it actually changes my whole demeanor, my mood. I smile, I stand up straight, I get full of energy, I get re-energized, I get endorphins and everything changes. Now, I want to ask both you guys, um, do you both have a word that you know that you constantly say and when you do say it, it's in a place that puts a smile on your face? Oh, I say unwell. But, but like, like, but I mean, like, like it's always when I'm like, I took a turn, experiencing something, yeah, overwhelmed with joy. Like, it's usually like I'm almost saying it sarcastically. Like, whenever something exciting happens, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm unwell. Like, that's I don't know if that's what so you it, meant. It's like the extreme of like feeling amazing sort of thing. Like where it's like sickening almost. Is that right? Yeah, and it's just sarcastic because it's the word unwell yeah. means you are not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. I don't, well, Jai, when you first asked that question, I feel like the word that came to my mind, I don't know if I say it like verbally a ton, but in my head, I just like, I constantly think like, wow, that brought me so much joy. And I feel like joy, joy is the is word that one. like, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen or heard you say that before. I'm just, okay. At least I know I say it. Cause I feel like I write it all the time, like in yeah. texts with friends. I'm like, dude, this brought me so much joy, like whatever. So I feel like that's, that's my amazing. word that like lights me up that I'm like, I'm so excited for this. Oh, and what a powerful mm. word. Like that's such a powerful word. Like me hearing that, I'm like, oh man, yeah, that's awesome. Now, <laughs> how's this for a word? What, what about sales? What does that do for you? Like if you had to do a sales call. <laughs> well, uh, not, as, not as happy as no. Not as happy, no. <laughs> yeah, not as happy. Like what about, um, 
Like, let's think about this for a second because what we do is we start off with this vision of what our what our entrepreneurial life's going to look like and it usually starts off like, this is going to be exciting, I'm going to quit my job, it's going to be full of joy, I'm going to go to the cafe, uh, I'm going to be unwell, it's just sarcastic, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, I'm going to be creative, you know, so all these things. And then, um, and then we get to the whiteboard and then we go, okay, what are we doing? Oh, charging what I'm worth, yep, pricing, okay, and we need sales, yep, I'm going to make this much money, cool. And then we start like making all our business decisions based off those things. And what we didn't even realize is none of those things brought us joy. We didn't even want those things to start off with. That was never in the plan. That was never in the vision. But now for some reason, we really concentrate on those things. And then life becomes really hard because now we're like, I need to make more sales. How do I market on Instagram? I've got to make more sales. And we start thinking of those things. Now imagine, mm-hmm. for instance, and this is exactly how I run my businesses, if I go to the whiteboard and then someone says, like, I don't think you should send out all those journals to everyone, Jai, it's going to cost us, you know, six figures. I walk up to the whiteboard and I'll write down the word exciting and I'll, and I'll um, circle it. And I'm like, okay, so if this is the most important thing to me, does it tick the box? I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to do that. That is crazy. And they're like, oh, but what about the logistics? I'm excited about the logistics. What about the problems? I love big problems. What about the money? I'm like, the money comes and goes. I'm like, it's, it's so exciting to do it. So should we do it? Yes, we should yeah. definitely do it. Look how excited I am right now. And then I'm like, I know it's going to be a success because no longer am I going, what kind of marketing should I do? How am I going to get the sales? How am I going to make something work out? I'm like, it's exciting. So the same thing is like, if, if you're going to open up and do some mentoring or if you're going to do uh, YouTube, for instance, it's like, does it bring me joy? Yeah, I love being in front of the camera. I love interviewing people. Then you should be on YouTube. It brings you joy. That's what you should be doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. That oh, makes so much sense. So good. That's- it's like lean into <laughs> what not only you're, you're best at maybe, but no, 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 not even that. It's like more of like lean into what, well, I mean, I guess to, to say, take Evie's word, like <laughs> literally lean into what brings you joy, what makes you excited, what makes yeah. you unwell. Yeah. What makes you passionate, you know? What makes you passionate? <laughs> unwell, yeah, that, that's a sad one. <laughs> but when I say it, I always I feel like your, your version of unwell is usually like excited. Like that's yeah. how you use the word excited. So it makes yeah. sense to me. <laughs> uh, but, well, but now that I understand why you were asking us for words, I uh, maybe would have chosen a different one. It's fine. <laughs> no, I like that. Like we, you're disrupting me. So I need that, you know? That's exciting for me. I was like, that's exciting. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love just sitting in, you know, your passion zone and, and what makes you that's come alive. Is, yeah. Because... Because that life, I think, when you're sitting in your passion zone and you're operating out of a place of abundance and a place of life, there's enjoy. There's going to be that overflow into every single person that you encounter, whether mm. it's just somebody who's coming into your audience or you know somebody who does end up booking with you and working with you and sticks with you for the long run, becomes like you know a brand advocate, like so diehard yes. will will sell Jai Long to the ends of the earth because they have yes. loved every th- encounter with you. I think that's just where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. And Jai, I'm really curious from you and your perspective, do you think, because we've kind of talked about that, sitting in your passion and your genius, all of I'm that stuff. I'm scared of your questions for some reason. I'm like, <laughs> really? oh, she's going to throw me under the bus. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Here it's, it goes. <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> this is exciting. Lindsay's unwell. Another question. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you think it's crucial for or important for photographers or creative entrepreneurs to 
show their face in their business and brand slash be a personal brand? Like, I want to hear your thoughts on that. I, I, I honestly do. And um, you don't have to though, because if it doesn't bring you excitement or joy, you don't have to do these things. And I'm not going to tell you that there's a blanket thing over everything, but I want to give you a different perspective. One thing right now is we're in a world of information. We got so much information and the problem is it means we don't actually have any knowledge. We don't have any knowledge and we got no wisdom. So funny enough, we're in a world of knowledge, uh, like of information, and we got less wisdom now. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean? It means with all this knowledge bombarding us, we're, there is, and unfortunately for marketing, there's more skepticism than ever before. Mm-hmm. When you got your president saying that there's fake news, when you've got like people saying that COVID is not real, when you've got people saying that the world's not even round, you know, so you got all these things. <laughs> so now all of a sudden, all those things are designed to confuse you for sure. Like if, if yeah. you know, if you want to go deeper into things, like if you're confused, then you make less decisions. But the problem is when so much skepticism, when it comes to marketing, you know, the car salesman, you know, the people that have been ripped off, you know, the get rich quick schemes, you know, all these things. And then after a while it builds up and builds up and then you're paralyzed and you don't make any decision. So when you come from a place where you're just a company, one of the most important things in your business, it doesn't matter how good your marketing is, people don't do business with people they don't trust. And that's just full mm-hmm. stop. Your marketing could be the best Super Bowl ad that's ever happened. But if your company is not a company that you don't trust, for instance, like Facebook, if they're going to create something, like you've got trust issues with them, right? Mm-hmm. It's harder for them to dominate the world. So I want you to think about right now, like, okay, so how can I put trust on autopilot? Well, when I have in-person meetings, people tend to trust me. Well, they tend to hire me. You know, once they get past my Instagram, my website, and then the first email and the initial emails and stuff, then we finally meet in person, then they book me. And why do they do that? It's not because they met you. They already knew you from social media. They already knew that you're professional. They knew everything, but they wanted to trust you. And so when they got trust, there's also desire because in a world of skepticism, you are the right choice for them. And people only do business, or the reason why they don't do business with someone is not never to do with the price or their budget is because they don't want to make the wrong decision. So if they come to you and say, hey, I think you're out of my budget, it simply means you don't know sales. You didn't give them a clear choice. So that's a whole nother thing. But going on social media and stuff, like if you're thinking about um, creating tremendous amounts of trust and on autopilot, so you're automating it. So even though, for instance, right now, if someone hasn't met Jai Long before, you listen to me for an hour and you feel like you know me, you get on my Instagram, you've seen my face, you've watched the video, and now I've automated that trust that you could possibly say, I want to do business with Jai because I feel like I know who he is. Mm-hmm. Now, that would have never happened if my company was just called Business Coaching Australia and there was a logo on there and you had no idea who it was. <laughs> it's just insanely hard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so good to like just in an age where we long for connection, like you were saying, Jai, we're in an information age, but yet less wisdom than ever. I also think we're in, you know, a social media digital age with less social less connection. connections yeah. than yeah. ever. And it's Absolutely. people long for that. And and that's like you said, it's not a in my opinion, like a make or break. Like if you don't have your your face on your brand, I don't think that automatically equals failure. However, no. I do think you have a secret sauce or or a step up and an advantage when you do put yourself into it and create that personal connection. But I love what yeah. you said at the beginning of your answer, Jai, where you were like, well, if that doesn't excite you or bring you joy, like you don't have don't to. Do and I, I think that's really good There's too. There's always different ways. Hey, like you're completely right with connection, right? Because we're, 
um, one thing with social media, it's like done a really great job of like disconnecting us with reality and the truth yeah. uh, and with like actual vulnerable connection. And vulnerable connection is not about writing long-winded captions. It's about something else. Now, if me, if the three of us are in a room right now um, and we're with another 10 people and then I told you all to stand up uh, and say something, like probably everyone's going to be nervous. But if I told you all to stand up and dance in front of me, you're probably going to dance in front of me. Some people are going to laugh at you. You'll probably laugh at yourself. You're going to laugh at other people. You're going to feel very vulnerable. And when you sit back down, you're probably going to feel more connected. Funny how that mm-hmm. works because yeah. you're able to be vulnerable and silly in front of other people. Now, there's no wonder something like TikTok has taken off because people now are dancing and being vulnerable in front of other people. Funny how that works. So it creates tremendous amounts of trust because it's like, well, if they dance in front of me, like I don't even think there's anything hiding after that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing left after there's that. Nothing <laughs> left. I'm yeah. now wondering... Evie, if that was our secret sauce all along, we were dancing yeah. on Instagram before TikTok we were, even existed. We've been dancing exactly. on Instagram. Wow. <laughs> you just gave me like a like a theological. That didn't make sense, but like a like a <laughs> like a what is the word I'm trying to think of? Like a logistical reason for my yeah. success. It's the it's the dancing. No, <laughs> it's the that dancing. Is it. No, it is that though. Is and that, that's literally actually what I did see is because I'd seen you guys dance, I seen you guys laugh, and I seen you guys share, and straight away. Within maybe 15 seconds of being on your Instagrams, I felt connected. And so mm-hmm. my connection was like, no longer am I putting my guard up going, oh, these people might be competition. These people, like, I don't, I don't know who they are. They might be trying to scam me, all these things. <laughs> it was gone within an instant. And yeah. I was like, oh, I yeah. feel like I can trust this person. Not only am I going to follow them, I'm also going to sign up and buy something of theirs because I want to support this business that I'm now a super fan of. Oh, Totally. I love that. Oh, I thought, no, no, that makes sense. I'm going to buy something. (laughs) No, no, I thought he was like talking like, thank you so much. That was touching. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I wanted to like ask this question before I forgot it. But to the person Uh, that's listening to this that is maybe scared, because we've had uh, interviews with people in, in the past of just like, okay, how like, uh, we interviewed Atticus, the anonymous poet, which love him. He's great. Um, yeah. And I thought that was a really great uh, conversation on building a business without like, obviously he's anonymous, but the thing that he said is he built his business with connection and with storytelling. Mm. Like he's still connected, even though you don't technically know who he is. And so I love like bringing that into the conversation too, of like, that's why our faces do so much is because like it innately is a very easy way to bring about connection, bring about Mm -hmm. storytelling. I was just going to say to the person that's listening to this, it's like how, like they're almost scared to show up. Do you have any advice for them? But then you could also say whatever you're going to say. Oh, okay. Um, Advice to people that are scared. Look, you want to be scared. If you're in a lounge room right now and you're working from home or something and you're like, oh, I'm going to stay in here because it's safe. No one's going to judge me. No no one's going to look at my marketing. No one's going to see me dancing around. No one's going to, you know, all these things. You already know what's going to happen, whatever's mm-hmm. happening right now, which is probably yeah. not that much. So if you're in your lounge room right now, I've got to tell you, nothing happens in your lounge room. You've got to get out. You've got to get out to the cafes. Go work at a cafe. Get out into the world. Go meet some people. Go shake some hands. Like you need to be uncomfortable. And unfortunately... It's hard to say, but you can't get past it. You've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And if you are uncomfortable and you're posting something, you're making a tremendous uh, move forward and well done to you because honestly, not only am I proud, not only is Evie proud and Lindsay proud, but like you should be proud of yourself. Everyone should be proud of you. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's so good. That's amazing. I feel like it also starts with one small step. Like 
just yeah, one show up thing. on your your story or, you know, post one photo post of yourself photo or of whatever. Yourself. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like one thing at a time. You don't have to all of a sudden turn into, you know, this self TikTok like content sensation. creation. Yeah. <laughs> it's slow. <laughs> I love um, it. I was okay. going to say, oh, so, so one funny thing is when I first started as an, um, I don't know how long you guys have been a business coach for. I've been a business coach since 2015. And when I first started, I got a lot of hate. i got to say, um, tremendous wow. amount of hate. Obviously, like, uh, you, you, I don't know if you're thinking this, but you're thinking, how could people hate Jai? Like, he seems nice. Yeah, but the thing like, is, um, well, yeah, people, yeah, people make up, <laughs> I'm jolly, right? I'm exciting. Um, people <laughs> make up their own minds about you regardless whether you want them to or not. So you might as well go out there and do something, right? They're already going to do that. And mm. so I had a lot of people hate me because they were saying like, you're creating too much competition. You're giving away too many secrets. You're undercutting the market. You're selling workshops for too cheap. The list went on and it went on for years. And then after a while, I also had other people jumping in and hating me because um, when I first started, I made a lot of friends with a lot of really big name photographers. Now they would get into my webinars and stuff and they would troll me and they would say like, Jai's only successful, not because of his photography or because of his business wisdom, but it's because of his friends. It's because of who he knows. And it's funny because they would try and bring me down. But when they make those remarks, I'd always turn around and go, exactly. Now, what I want you to do, if you want to learn anything from here, don't learn what I'm teaching right now. Learn what I'm doing. Did I make friends? Yes. Did that help me get successful? Yes. Should you go make friends? Yes. Do you want to be the unknown, uh, unliked person that's trolling me right now? No, no one wants to be that person. <laughs> so, so straight up, like, it's funny because like, obviously, um, all the haters that I used to have have now turned into super fans, which is, it took me a long grind to sort of keep beating at them and, and letting them know that I wasn't going to give up regardless of what they thought of me. Uh, I was still going to serve them, you know, at, at, at my exciting level. But the thing is, like, you've got to have a look at that and go like, oh, okay, if it really is friends, if if all the successful entrepreneurs that I see out there uh, make good friends, if Jai's on there and he's talking, you know, to these two beautiful ladies and he's making friends with them, maybe I should go out there and be more likable and and make a friend. Maybe that is yeah. where my success is. Mm. Okay, I had, a, I had a question kind of as we're like slowly gearing towards wrapping up. For any listener who's listening to this that they're like, I love this conversation. Yes, mm -hmm. all about it. But maybe they're kind of just starting their either photography or creative business career. And they're wanting to really hone in on marketing on one thing just to start off with. Like there's a billion things you can do. There's Pinterest, there's Instagram, yeah. there's email lists, there's, you know, YouTube, like all the things. If there was mm -hmm. one thing that they should start off with first, is there something that you recommend? Yeah, there's two things. So the first thing is do the, do the thing that I said before where it's like uh, go and look where it's um, not populated. So if someone in your uh -huh. town is not using TikTok, like get on there. Someone's not using LinkedIn, get on there. Someone's not using Facebook groups or there's no Facebook group, you know, for planning weddings and stuff like that. Like get on there, create it. Create that community before, um, before your business. So think about this. I want to ask you guys a question. What's most important? If you're going to start a hot dog, hot dog stand, is it the location? And it's at the beach. Is it the location of the hot dog stand or is it the ingredients and the recipe and how good the hot dog is? Location. location. No, it's not. It's are there any hungry people ready to buy a hot dog? Oh. <laughs> okay. Trick <laughs> right? question, Jai. <laughs> trick question. Okay. And absolutely trick question for a reason is because Wait, when we started... Wait, there wasn't an answer? There wasn't a correct answer to that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
You have to make your own correct answer, right? So bad. (laughs) But the thing is, we all get fooled. So in business, we get fooled thinking of like what we have to do, what everyone else does. But the answer lies in what other people are not doing. And so when you go out and you're like making a hot dog stand, every business starts the same. Like, is it my website? Is it the marketing, right? But I want you to ask yourself, is it it actually hungry people? Because if you create um, the community first, if you create the party first, then it's easy to flip the script and say, Hey, what are you guys looking for anyway? Are you looking for the 10 ale packages for wedding photography that everyone else offers? Or are you looking for something different? Are you looking for live streams? Are you looking for elopements? Are you looking for smaller packages, bigger packages, more expensive, less expensive? And see what people are actually hungry for. It's so much easier to build an audience and sell them what they want than it is to create a product that you want and try and find the audience. Mm. Freaking snap. Mic to drop. That. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just mic dropping this whole time. I'm hoping this I goes really are. You really freaking are. <laughs> I feel like we could continue a conversation with you forever. We might, I'm just going to say this on air. We okay, might so, oh, wait, wait, need wait. to have. So a second thing, because I said I said two, and I don't want to leave. Oh the, yeah, yeah, please do it. The, okay, so the second one it's is like, like I'm not done. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully you just learned something from me. Then just thinking a little bit differently. And so one yeah. thing about myself is I've done this for a long time. And now Evie and Lindsay, one thing that I do know a hundred percent is before you even start marketing, if you actually signed up to what they're doing, like and got a mentor and listened to them and consumed their information. It may take longer at the start. You're going to get so much further ahead and it's literally a cheat sheet and you're only doing yourself an injustice by not doing it. And I'm not just trying to sell education here, but it does blow my mind that people could be skeptical over something like this. And if your dreams are big enough, your goals are big enough, then it's even if the worst case scenario, you lost a little bit of time and maybe you wasted a little bit of money, it's definitely worth doing that. Mm-hmm. That's so good. We literally yeah. just did an episode recently on the power of investing in like a business life mentor, coach, whatever. And it's literally yeah. all that. It's like, uh, you're going to go way further. So it's worth the investment. <laughs> way further. The downside yeah. is tiny, lose a little bit of money. Upside is infinite. You could, yeah. but you don't even know what the upside is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it's it. Massive. Yeah. You don't even know what's on the other side of that investment. No. So, so that's, instead of just guessing of like, should I do YouTube? Should I do this strategy? Like, man, the days are gone when you have to be an entrepreneur by yourself on a ship out in the ocean with no map, no help. Like those days are gone. You can literally get help from people like Evie and Lindsay that are here and they've done it before and they've created resources exactly for this moment to answer mm-hmm. that exact question for you. Uh, I mean, you're just marketing ourselves <laughs> for us. Okay, your own podcast. Thanks, Jack. I believe Jack. in it, though. You, you like, can I, come I believe on next. Oh, it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's I so good. It. Yeah, I love that. Okay, Jai, I have so many other thoughts. This is what I was going to say. I have so much desire to talk to you about being a multi-passionate entrepreneur. But I know, I, we didn't yeah. even get to that. I feel like we're just going to need to do that on another episode if you're down to come back yeah, at some point. Absolutely. So <laughs> we might just have to keep so this fun. episode focused. Come back for part two. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> More but, <laughs> on the next episode. <laughs> I love it. Well, kind of wrapping up this topic and, and this episode then, what has been like the biggest lesson that you've learned in business? Um, failing faster is always the best way. Like I was bankrupt by the time I was 20 and I lost everything. And it was the best school of hard knocks that I could possibly do. And I fail, I make sure I fail every single day, definitely every year. Uh, and I fail in a big way all the time. And I'm comfortable with failing and I'm comfortable with failing in front of everyone, telling them all my goals and then not being able to reach it or, you know, like what, however that looks for me. But 
the willingness to do and fail is so important. So mm-hmm. I just want to say like for me in my journey, it really, like I'm proud of myself. I have to say it, you know, and I think so many people, um, they're so shy to talk about themselves or they have guilt when they talk about their own money or their own ambitions or their own goals. And then they lower their goals to fit in with everyone else that's around them. And I'm the opposite. I'm like, man, my goals are ambitious and I'm doing the big things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I even tried and failed makes me so proud of myself. And so I think that is something that I'm like, I, it's one of my biggest strengths. And, and I love that about myself. That's so good. Yeah. You can just feel it. Like the minute you start talking, Jai, mm. you can just tell like, a, you're excited. B, yeah. you're like <laughs> jolly. <laughs> you're jolly. <laughs> C, you just love what you do and you're passionate about it and you're willing to just go out there and try hard and go big and fail hard and fail big. And yes. that to me is just one of the biggest ways that you can actually succeed in life and have fun doing mm-hmm. it is yes. just letting go of all this pressure, letting go of this fear of, you know, people's opinions of you, just all of that stuff and just having fun, stay in your lane and just, I don't know. Letting do go the of all the rules is important. Like who makes yeah. all these rules? Like when yeah. I first started, I remember I um, I got a lot of hate when I first started, funny enough, because I was shooting weddings for free and all the old timers were coming to me saying like, you're undercutting the market and you're doing this. I'm like, man, if your business is scared of someone shooting for free, your business ain't very good. You know, there's no desire yeah. there. And so yep. if if that's what you're worried about, like you've got bigger issues than what I am. And so the rules, like I want you to question the rule makers and question the rules. Like do they mm-hmm. still apply in 2022? They may not. And you might be following a rule that doesn't actually exist and you don't even know the origin. So um, make sure you second guess all these rules that have been put, put forward to you to put you in a box so you stay exactly where you are today. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm uh, snapping. I'm, you can hear that. <laughs> um, man, okay. I'm sorry. There has been so much beautiful disruption in this entire episode, yes. which is exactly what you said at the intro. And I am here for it. I know Did I deliver or what? Oh, oh, you, I'm literally <laughs> going to. And then delivered again. And then I'm going to listen <laughs> back to this episode on like half speed. Normally I listen to episodes of this podcast on like double speed. No, <laughs> this needs to be half speed so I can soak it all in. I am ready for well, pen hey, and paper and taking notes. <laughs> yes. Okay, can, I, can, can I actually get, just give you one more little thing? Like, Oh my gosh, start, please. Yeah, You're so the, giving. Well, at the start, I, I did say well, halfway through, I said, like, what is your word? Is, is it exciting? Is it joy? Is it unwell? Like, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is for, like, all the listeners. Like, when I start the day, if I'm doing something, when I walk into the room like this and I want to do a podcast episode, I say to myself, and I've got to make sure that I disrupt myself, my thought patterns, and wherever I am, what's in the past of whatever just happened on the last emails or whatever it is, and I say to myself, what am I, what am I doing? I'm going to do yeah. a podcast episode. What is it going to be? It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Okay, let's make it exciting. And so if you okay. imagine right now, if you did that with your clients, like what am I doing? I'm posting on Instagram. Is it exciting? Yeah, it's, that's a really exciting. What am I doing? I'm having a client meeting. Okay, let's make it exciting. And so if you use your anchor word with every aspect that you do and you disrupt yourself from one task to the next, then when you do get on, say, a podcast, for instance, it's no longer work for me. It's something that is exciting. Yeah. Uh, so just something yeah, good I'm gonna for, have to, for everyone I'm gonna have to, to pick think a different, about. A different word than unwell. <laughs> You're just unwell the whole time. <laughs> I'm unwell the whole time. Oh, man. Okay, Jai, this has been a delight. We are 100% going to have you back if you will be so kind as to come back eventually. <laughs> Love it. But 
if anybody has listened to this, if everybody that's listening to this has just soaked in your freaking wisdom and they're like, I want to be on his excited train, where can people <laughs> find you? Where can people learn from you? Where can people hang with you and just party with you? We want to know. Drop all your all okay. your plugs. Here comes the rejection. Um, I have a podcast called Make Your Break and it's for creative entrepreneurs. And I would like to officially invite you two onto my podcast so you can talk to my audience. Would you like to Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We would love to. <laughs> Ooh, that was nerve wracking. See, there you go, guys. <laughs> you just have to ask the question, right? I, I don't true. ever just teach what I don't do. I'm always doing what I teach. So <laughs> there it is. So if you do want well, to listen to my you. podcast, we are these guys are going to be on it. It's called Make Your Break. You can get over there. Um, and other than that, you can you can go over to my uh, Instagram and say hi, which is jylong.co. Um, I get back to every single DM. If you've got a question or you want to say hello or you want to send me a funny photo or like whatever it is, um, I'm all for it and I'm there and I've got time for you. So don't ever say that I outsource my DMs because I don't. I'm there for you. Oh. So that's it. Love it. Amazing. Jai, this, I could talk to you for hours. This has been so fun. I am excited for our interview on yours. Excited to have you back on here. Excited that this is like the beginning of the Heart and Hustle (laughs) and Jai Jai Long friendship. It's going to be called Heart and Hustle and Jai. (laughs) Heart (laughs) and Hustle and Jai. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, you are the only guest in the history of the show that we've allowed to do their own intro. So... Yes. yes. There, there you go. go. Disrupt you've, that market. You've made it. <laughs> I've made it, awesome. man. That's the awesome. Best. Okay, guys, I just want to say a huge thank you to you two for having me on the show. Seriously, like I am. Boy. It's not lost on me. I thank you for your time and I thank all the listeners as well. Appreciate everybody tuning in. <laughs>